We good to go? It feels like the perfect night for SwiftCast, a Taylor Swift podcast by the fans for the fans. Hey everyone, and welcome back to SwiftCast. This is episode 12. I'm Haley. I'm Ashley. And I'm Belle. Yay! Woo-hoo. Hi. We, I'm excited, guys. I'm kind of excited, too. We are, we are one episode away. One from episode 13. The magic Swifty number. It's the magic Swifty number. It's too bad we can't have episode 13 come out on the 13th. That would be awesome. But that would mean some very angry listeners waiting for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. But we have a lot of Swiftastic surprises to celebrate for our 13th episode. We do. And so hopefully awesome. that makes up for it not being on the 13th. And be sure to be keeping up with our new blog for a lot of cool Swifty things. And you'll be seeing our opinions on various Taylor-related topics. And you can leave us comments there. And that's just another way to get involved with the show. So that is swiftcast13.wordpress.com. Do Definitely. No, you want to. We have a lot of opinions. <laughs> we have a lot of feelings on this show. <laughs> so the Red Tour is getting to the end of the Canadian leg, which is obviously part of the ongoing U.S. leg, but this is sort of the mini Canadian leg that Taylor's been in Canada for the past couple of weeks. On June 25th and 26th of this past week, she was in Edmonton. And the first night, the wildcard song was White Horse. And the second night, the wildcard song was Fearless. So good choices, Taylor. I love White Horse. I was so happy I got to see that. I know. I... They brought back so many good memories of the show in Omaha. I miss you guys. <laughs> I miss you guys too. I remember when she played it in Omaha. That was obviously only the second night of the tour, so we had no idea that she was going to be doing this wild card thing. And when she started giving the intro, talking about one of her older songs, we just had no clue what was going on. We were oh, like, yeah. "Wait a minute! Wasn't she supposed to sing this?" And like, this whole big thing. Because <laughs> the last, the night before, she'd sang "I Almost Do," so we thought that, that was just the permanent song in the set list. And then she surprised us, as she often does. Oh yeah, oh, she's sneaky. I cried during White Horse, so it made me happy. And we're actually recording a day early this week on Saturday, June 29th. So it's the afternoon right now, and tonight Taylor will play her Vancouver show, which is the last Canadian show for this leg of the tour. And Grant had tweeted something pretty funny a couple of hours ago. He said, I'm so excited about tonight's show that I might have the goat from that YouTube video come play trouble with us. (laughs) (laughs) Trouble, trouble. (laughs) That was pretty, pretty spot on. Thank you. I've been working on my goat impressions on my off time. (laughs) But it's definitely going to be an epic show. And then the next show is a week from today, next Saturday, July 6th. Taylor is coming back to the U.S. for the Pittsburgh show, which I am going to. It's going to be my sixth Red Show. I'm very, very excited. And... uh, you know how we mentioned some surprises for episode 13 a, a few minutes ago? Mm-hmm. Well, I think I might just tell you guys one of them right now. Listen, this is going to be well, this is going to be one of those moments where we're going to give you a hint that's not an actual hint, it's just telling you. 
So Yeah, because we're bad at hints. I'm very, very, very excited because thanks to Keds, I was able to get um, two passes to actually go on a backstage tour before the show. And I have no idea what to expect. The only thing I know is that Andrea, Taylor's mom, is the one who leads these tours. It's part of the CADS sweepstakes that is going on on their Facebook page where you can enter to win tickets to any of the cities. And then if you happen to win, they include the backstage tour in that. So I have a couple of friends who have done this before in other cities, and they said it was amazing. Yeah, I hope to have lots of really, really cool backstage stories to tell you next week. That's so exciting. I'm so excited for you. It's going to be so fun. And we are definitely looking forward to it. I hope you guys are too. It's going to be so so fun. And I'm really excited to get to just say hi to Andrea because usually when she's at the show, she's swarmed by so many people that you can't even get near her. And Andrea hugs are the best. I've never had one. You're going to have one and you're going to love it because Andrea hugs are (laughs) awesome. I'm hoping she has time to take a photo with the people on the tour I don't know how many of us will be in the group, but I think it's only like maybe five or ten people that get to go. So, yay. Awesome. Well, well, be sure to check out our next episode. We'll be giving you all the behind the scenes exclusive details. I don't want to miss out. And now it is time for Keeping Up With Swift. Woohoo! Woohoo! So this is kind of cool. Taylor earned the number six spot in the Forbes 2013 list of most powerful celebrities. Go, Taylor! Hello! Like, it's awesome. Uh, The list, I guess, is based on, like, several factors, and it's not just, despite what people might, like, think, it's not just about income. Um, They basically tally how a celebrity is mentioned um, in print and on TV, in addition to gauging, like, the strength of their digital and web presence. So it's really, like, a huge look at a person's overall marketability. Um, their social media stronghold and like the American consumer's perception of a celebrity and just like it's it's not just their financial earnings, but it's like it's it's their their influence, their power that they you know, I guess they're the speed in which their train is moving, so to speak. I guess is the best way that I can think of to describe it in layman's terms. Um, well Taylor is a very fast train. <laughs> Taylor's like the speedy train that, like, if you happen to be on the tracks when she's moving by, you have two choices, and one of them you only have, like, a half a second to make that choice, otherwise you're going to get splattered. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on from this analogy about the train. <laughs> <laughs> um, the full list of the uh, top ten, I guess, uh, of these super powerful celebrities. Uh, the first is Oprah Winfrey, no surprise there. The second is Lady Gaga. Okay. Uh, the third is Steven Spielberg. I'm not surprised on that one. I mean, the guy's like the movie king. Uh, Beyonce, number four. Okay, I guess. Madonna, number five. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, she just kind of is the energizer bunny. She just kind of keeps going, no matter how old she gets. Okay. Um, and number six. <laughs> no offense to Madonna or her age. I'm not like an ageist. It's just, you know. She's been around for so long that, like, she's sort of just permanently powerful. Exactly. Yep. Like, she could just be, like, sitting there knitting and she'd still remain powerful. She's Madonna. Like, it's a thing. Uh, six is our girl Taylor! Woohoo! Yay! Yay! Go, Taylor! And below her is Bon Jovi. Number eight is, I don't even know who this is, Ro- Roger Fenderer? Who's that? He's an athlete. He's an athlete. Okay. I had to look it up. Okay, yeah, see, I don't know sports, so I'm bad at that stuff. So, 
Go athlete guy. Woohoo. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm showing my, showing my support, support for the sports fans that are listening to this show right now. We swear we knew who he was. We just, you know, had a brain fart. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm failing on that one. We'll just move on to, uh, Justin Bieber is number nine. Okay. I'm actually a little bit surprised that he's like down that low. Just so far down. Okay. Cool. And number 10 is Ellen. I love Ellen. Gotta love Ellen. Love Ellen, Ellen should be number one. I'm sorry. She should be number one. I actually like fully agree with you. Like Oprah, I realize she's like a classic power, but Ellen is amazing. I think a lot of, I mean, Oprah is pretty powerful, but I think Ellen's influence on America at least is equal to Oprah's. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, Oprah is like classically powerful. Like she's, I don't know how to explain. Like people like my stepmother are like Oprah fans, but like Ellen, like everybody loves Ellen, whether you're 15 or 50. Like, I think she has more of like a wide range power than Oprah. I mean, overall, the list isn't too surprising. I'm a little surprised Justin Bieber wasn't higher than nine just yeah. because of his huge, like, online presence. And I was a little surprised that Beyonce was four because I feel like she's such a private person that you don't really hear very much or see very much from her other than just, like, her putting out albums and touring. So congrats to Taylor for her spot on that list. And our next piece of news is about... Yet another Taylor t-shirt controversy. However, this one is probably not as widely publicized as the Abercrombie one was. But as some of you may know, Taylor recently bought a house in Watch Hill, Rhode Island. And a company, a local company in Watch Hill, Rhode Island, thought it would be funny to make a shirt that basically it has a picture of Taylor making her surprise face. And then on it, it says... OMG, Watch Hill, with like a bunch of question marks and exclamation points. I guess just like trying to make more of a, just draw more attention to the fact that she's there. Because I know some of the locals aren't necessarily happy that she is living there because of all the her security and other things. But at the same time, I bet it's brought a lot of tourism to the town too. Well, I don't really understand what the... Je- if you haven't noticed by now, listeners, there's a lot of things that people say and do that really just confuse the heck out of me. <laughs> like, I just don't understand, like, what people are trying to get across. Because, okay, I mean, OMG, Watch Hill, like... Well, the guy pretty much said that there really was no point to it. It was just the thing that he thought was funny. And then I guess he, like... But why why it is it funny? Out, it like, I wouldn't... Online. And then people said they really liked it, so then he made it into a shirt and started selling it. But anyway, he said that almost immediately after he started selling it, he got contacted from someone from Taylor's team telling him to stop immediately. And I don't know if he actually stopped or not, but he said that the shirt is just harmless and it's not meant to be derogatory. I mean, I wouldn't even, like, see, that's the thing, is it wouldn't even occur to me to take it derogatory. I just don't understand it at all. I'm like, okay, Taylor's surprise face, OMG, watch Hill. Okay. Like, it's not insulting, but it's not like, yay Taylor either. It's just, what? <laughs> like, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it really, has a point. It doesn't really have a point. And there's that. And then there's also the fact that, like, um, it, you can't actually take her image like that and sell it for a profit legally. So right. that could be, that, I mean, that, that is an issue. Whether Taylor's people like the fact that he's doing that or not, if he's actually using her actual image, that is a legal issue. I think that's the reason why they're having it trying to get it shut down. But then but, the, but then they're not trying to get shut, get the feminist T-Swift shirt shut down, are they? Because they're using her face on it. 
I'm not sure about that. I haven't heard anything about that specific one. Yeah, they are using Taylor's face on that t-shirt, so... Yeah, I've seen the shirt. I haven't heard any backlash from it. Who knows? I mean, I guess, like, I mean, you know, this is just obviously my opinion, but I think it's kind of a situation where it might not be beneficial to be um, picking and choosing what you're going to yell at someone for and what you're not. I think at the end of the day, there's just so many people that kind of dabble in those copyright issues that they try and shut down as many as they can and they'll get to all of them eventually. I mean, I, I yeah, I just think like if, you know, it would, if, if, if it is an issue of just, you know, constantly having to like be on people about it because it's constantly happening, you should, you would go after the ones that are purposely trying to like make it, you know, a, a rude putting down comment. Like, I don't know. I just, like I said, I just don't understand the OMG watch hill. Like that doesn't seem insulting to me. It's just pointless remember that hashtag i made up a few episodes ago of taylor mysteries i think it's just one of those things we will never know yeah as usual congratulations you have baffled me <laughs> i think my baffled face should be on a t-shirt let's do it bell just be like humanity bell's baffled face <laughs> well some really awesome um news that happened just recently taylor met an 11 year old girl named selena in vancouver she's actually gonna meet her tonight that show is tonight all right some exciting news that is going to be happening tonight taylor is meeting an 11 year old girl named selena in vancouver she is diagnosed with frederick's ataxia disorder and it's a disease that slowly causes her to lose the ability to, to walk and talk and she said that listening to Taylor's music has always been one of the things to help her get through her treatment. Recently, her family started a campaign on Facebook and Twitter in hopes that she would be able to meet Taylor when she came to Vancouver. And a local news did a story on Selena. And in return, Taylor's team found it out about it and set up a meeting. And here's a quote from Selena, basically telling her, telling everybody why she loves Taylor. Quote, I like her because she's awesome and because her music is inspiring, Selena said. How she can say all this stuff without being nervous and how she sings to thousands and thousands of people. Aww. So, Selena, I hope that tonight is all that you dreamed of in meeting Taylor. And hopefully it'll be one of the greatest nights. I'm so glad that that worked out for her. I, I love when, she, when Taylor meets people who just have different kinds of disorders it just makes me really happy to be a fan of hers agreed ten thousand percent another cool thing that taylor is doing is that she's going to be uh doing the july 4th fireworks spectacular i'm not entirely sure oh oh it's the macy's parade is it the macy's parade yep it is oh okay i just saw fireworks spectacular and i was like wait yeah, so she's doing the Macy's Parade, which is super, super cool. Uh, it's going to be on NBC. It basically just celebrates the nation's 237th birthday with a live broadcast of, you know, all the fireworks and all that other stuff. And, like, there's going to be people like Mariah Carey and Tim McGraw performing, and Taylor Swift, and Selena Gomez, and others. Can Taylor and Selena perform together? That would be so I cute. hope so. I love it when they perform together. That makes me happy. I know that a lot of people were wanting to know if she was going to be performing live in New York on the 4th or if it was going to be pre-recorded and there was some confusion. I haven't seen confirmation on like Taylor's website or anything, but this article that I read, which was 
listing upcoming events in New York said that it is broadcasted live, so I would assume that means Taylor will be in New York on July 4th. Awesome. I could see her just flying to New York for a day. She can fly anywhere she wants, anytime she wants. It's Taylor Swift. She does what she wants. They're going to pre-record it and then just show it on TV on that night, but I think it is going to be live on the 4th. Yeah. I'm definitely going to watch it. Do you remember that one Fourth of July where she like painted her face red, white, and blue? <laughs> I remember when she had like those tattoo stickers on. No, there was one Fourth of July a couple years ago where she like painted her face red, white, and blue and took like an Instagram picture or a Twitter picture or something. It was funny. We'll have to go back and check. She was like, "I'm being celebratory today for America" or something like that. Moving on to our last piece of Taylor news, there was recently an interview with Liz Rose who. Is has been one of Taylor's longtime co-writers that she's been working with. And they're sort of asking her about just, you know, when she met Taylor and what it's like working with her and a bunch of other questions like that. And she said, I can't be the lyricist with Taylor Swift because I'm 30 years older than her. That would be weird. But what I do with Taylor is completely different than what I do with other people. She's very lyrical. She's very brilliant. She'd say a line and then I'll say... What if we say it like this? And it's kind of like editing. We just bounce ideas off each other really well. And apparently Taylor and her had first met when Taylor was only 13. And as of today, they've written 16 songs together. And some of them include Tim McGraw, Teardrops on My Guitar, White Horse, You Belong With Me, and of course, All Too Well. They're an awesome And they're all team. one of her amazing songs, too. Yeah, like pretty much many of Taylor's most successful songs. And that's not even all of them. Those were just the ones mentioned in this article. If you want to read more about it, it's on songwriteruniverse.com, and we can also link it on our website. Um, and they asked her what her favorite co-write with Taylor has been. And she said that All Too Well was her favorite one. And she said it was more of a story. It was probably 10 minutes long in her head. She called me and started bouncing it off me, and we whittled it down quite a bit into a song. It was a very emotional time for her, and I'm honored that she trusts me with her feelings to make sure we get it right, because it was an important song to her. And of course, that leaves us wondering whether we will ever hear the 10-minute version. version. (laughs) The 10-minute version of Elton. I don't think we ever will. I don't think so. I think that that's something that Taylor deserves to keep to herself. If this song is so important to her, I think she would keep the entire story of it like you know to only for her yeah i agree i fourth that all right and now is the welcome back of our taylor quote of the week <laughs> welcome back Yay! i know we sent the quote of the week on a vacation we we packed its bags and sent it to the bahamas and let it you know chill out on the <laughs> beach for a while and all sponsored by us so we, we was we sent yeah you know that was really great but now it's back from vacation so we're gonna revive it again <laughs> This comes from her June 16th tweet. I'm beginning to think that you don't find happiness from living your life looking ahead or back, that you find it when you look around. First of all, I love this quote. And second of all, it seems to me like it's like sort of the conclusion of something that she said a while back. And what she said a while back was um, how uh, she had a quote about how happiness is she's realizing that it's not a constant, that it's just these little moments in your life. And to me, that seems like that was something she was kind of starting to figure out. And then this is like the conclusion of like that life lesson that she learned. That kind of makes me think and gets me really, really excited about what the theme of the next album might be. 
I I mean, this is like obviously very, very, very early speculation, but like when you in in the spirit of you saying that, like uh, my very, very, very early speculation is that the next album is gonna be about like content finding contentment and like in little moments. And I feel like it's going to be very, very, very storytelling. Not that Taylor's music isn't all very storytelling, clearly, but I don't know. I just think it's going to be a, like a really specific storytelling theme about like little moments and not about like overall. I mean, obviously she writes whatever is going on, but she also tries to group her songs and the themes and each one has been, each record has been very different from the others. And I think there's a good chance that this will at least be some of what inspires it. And of course, we might be sitting here a year from now talking about how wrong we were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It seems like that's sort of where her her life and her thoughts are going. And I don't think that she's necessarily had as many like roller coaster relationships during this period of her life as she may have had between Speak Now and Red. Although, of course, she's had some, but... I just think it'll be a different focus. Yeah, I agree with you. I just think, like... I'm really excited. (laughs) (laughs) I am always, always excited for her next albums and her new music and her next tour and every, everything gets me excited. I'm, I'm always very happy when it comes to new Taylor things. I'm like, yay! And, yeah, like, I don't think that she could ever, like, disappoint me as an artist. It's so funny how, like, so many of Taylor's suites are, you know just random life things like hanging out with Meredith or talking about her show that she's played and then out of nowhere she comes out with this ridiculously profound thought. I, I didn't really think it was out of nowhere though. It, well, it was out of nowhere in terms of like when it was posted but like I, I like I said, I felt like it was a follow-up thought to something that she said a few months ago. Yeah, that makes sense. Like it was random in terms of like it's smushed between I'm watching Law and Order with my cat and thank you guys for an awesome show and then boom like it was random in that way but as far as like what she said i didn't feel like what she said was random no yeah i agree completely and i think a lot of this quote is basically you know you find happiness in in the moment not when you're done with it looking back you know you have to be in the moment to find that happiness i think like i spent because 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 when you look back at a memory, you know, you're content, you're happy and everything. But when you're actually going through something that made you happy, it's it's stronger in the moment than, you know, looking back on it. I think definitely that's a point. And it's like, I guess for me, um, there's definitely like, you know, I think we all have things in our life that we wish we could change or that we're, we are trying to change. And then there are things in our lives that we're really happy about and proud of, whether it be like something that we accomplished or something that we like went through and came out stronger for or whatever. And I think like reminding, I think, you know, reminding somebody like, don't forget to look around at like the world around you. Don't just, you know, like there's always going to be struggles, like every single human being. I don't think anybody is going to like look around at the, every single aspect of their life and be like, everything is perfect no matter what, no matter how old you are, no matter what situation, nothing is ever going to be perfect. But if you look around, there's like things in your life that are going to give you that happiness, that are going to give you that like contentment, you know? And I think like sometimes we tend to lose sight of that when we're like overwhelmed or frustrated. And I think it's like, it's really important to be like, okay, yeah, this is going on. That's, that's, you know, that's stressing me out. But 
look at this and it's something to like look at like send it's there's like it's like a point of center it's like having something in your life to look to to like keep you keep you sane keep you going you know some something that actually genuinely makes you happy and that's what you should like focus on and do is the stuff in life that makes you happy because you only live once and like i don't know about you but i don't want to be like 50 and look back at my you know last 50 years of my life and feel like i spent so much time focusing on the things that I hated that I completely ignored the things that I loved. Exactly. I just think that that, like, that quote right there from Taylor is a really good like reminder to every single person who reads it. And I think, I mean, and this is just my complete speculation, but like, you know, I think Taylor kind of grew up with this as a teenager with this very fantastical idea of love. Like, oh, if I just find like my fairy tale love, I'm going to be happy. And I think that as she's grown up and got older, she's like learned that like romantic love is not the be all and end all of happiness, that it has to start with yourself. Yep. And I think that that's something that she has definitely like shown through her music that she's been learning. And I think maybe that's like, you know, with her, with all the relationships that she's been in and with, uh, compared to other quotes that she's had about those relationships and about herself recently, to me, like, that's why I think that's why I was saying I feel like this thought is like the conclusion of a life lesson that she's like finally like understood. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, I just You're think so everybody should, about. you know, remind her to pretty much anybody that's listening to this, do what I just did and like stop for a second and just look at what's around you and forget all the things that are making you unhappy or miserable or that you're struggling with or whatever else. Look at the couple of things that, that like make you really happy and always keep those in mind whenever you're going through something rough. Just keep those moments in mind and look for them all the time because no matter how bad of a day you're going to have, there's always, there can be, there can be something even for five minutes in that day that just, you can just sit there and be like, life is good. You know, it makes me happy. Mini segments? Mini segments. <laughs> yes. yes. How did you know? Those make me happy too. I know, me too. Uh, we have the same brain. We share it. As has become the trend, we've gotten quite a lot this week. And we love them. Our first submission is from Tierra via email. Wishing you would go to a Taylor concert on your 13th birthday. Swifty problems. Aww. That would be a very perfect day for a Taylor concert. I wish I could go to a Taylor concert on the 13th of every month. I agree with that. Just celebrate Swift Day every month with a Taylor concert. Our next one comes from Kayla Schaefer on Twitter. When all of your Taylor merchandise completely takes over your room, I'm going to need a bigger room. I love the I love the end of that because it's like, instead of being like, maybe I should downgrade my merchandise or maybe I should whatever. No, I just need a bigger room. Yep. Yep. For me, it's starting to become a bigger apartment that I need. Yeah, I was about to say, I have my own house now, so my entire house is going to be Taylor stuff everywhere. Yeah, I just, like, stripped all of my walls of my apartment because I'm moving, and I realize how much Taylor things I have. <laughs> you going to have a box that just says Taylor? I don't think one box would be enough. No, not for me. I have to pack, like, a handful of boxes with all my Taylor stuff. <laughs> Swifty problems. Our next one comes from Lobby White on Twitter. When your iPod starts playing, we are never ever getting back together. Full blast in the school assembly. Swifty problems. I'm not entirely sure how that qualifies as a problem. I think that's more of like a Swifty party. Yeah, that's when you just get up and start dancing, and hopefully yep. some other people start dancing with you. You just create like a spur of the moment flash mob in your school. Pretty much. Our next one is from M. Nickrow on Twitter. 
It feels like the perfect night to watch old ACM diaries and watch 17-year-old Taylor scream with excitement when something big happens. She linked us to the video that she's talking about, and I just watched it. It's from when Taylor was really young. Yeah, I think she was 17. Is this when she, like, hugged her record? And she's like, I want to hang it from a chain and carry it and wear it as a necklace and carry it around everywhere. It wasn't the part that was in this clip that I saw, but she started hugging the interviewer on screen. Oh, <laughs> so cute. She was like screaming and jumping up and down because they told her that she was nominated for, I think it was ACM Best New Female Artist or something. Adorable. Uh, the second one is a double hitter, again from M. Negro. You wish you could be a guest on SwiftCast 13 so you could talk about Taylor and Taylor-related subjects and Swifty problems. We have a solution for that problem. We do. We have this thing every month called Fan of the Month. So what you guys can do is email us or contact us through basically any of our methods and just tell us like about your experience as a Taylor fan and why you want to be Fan of the Month. And then you have a chance to uh, have like a guest interview on the show. Like Guy Guy Swifty did. Our friend Nate. If you haven't listened to last week's, you should go back and listen because his interview was really fun. It was. It was really awesome. He uh, was able to attend the Much Music Awards from Canada in person, and so we got the inside scoop on those. So you guys should definitely, if you didn't catch last week's episode, make sure to go and do that. Our next one comes from Coco Swangster. It feels like a perfect night to start planning the red customization of a friend's wheelchair for the tour yeah that would be so cool you have a a very awesome chance there to have some massive christmas light chair decoration yeah yeah that's a lot of area to work with exactly there's so much you could do with it heck yes have fun and you should send us pictures we would love to see pictures of that that. our next one is also from coco swangster You have a fangirl attack because you met Taylor. Then you go into cardiac arrest because it was just a dream. Aww. (laughs) I think we've all had this problem. I literally just had a dream last night about meeting Taylor. I always seem to get them more when she's on tour than when she's taking a break. Yeah, I've had like several throughout the Red Tour so far. And I think because I'm about to see her in a few days, they're going to become more frequent. Yay. Our next one is from 13 underscore Swift fan underscore 13 on Twitter. Austin is actually tweeting more often than Taylor. Swifty problems. He is, which he never tweeted for the longest time until now. Yeah, he tweets sparingly. Like everyone's like, Taylor, tweet more. Do it now. Although Austin tweets are pretty funny. If you guys aren't following Austin, you should. It's Austin Swift 7. He has some profound thoughts on life. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Oh, and he has a huge accomplishment almost as big as Taylor's. He won the Ellis Middle School Social Studies Award. (laughs) His own words, okay? It's his own Twitter bio. Our next one comes from Shania via our website. Making a really good Taylor pun and nobody gets it. Swifty problem. That is so frustrating when you say something awesome, but people around you aren't like Taylor fans and they look at you like you're crazy. You're like, no, really, it was awesome. I promise. I do it all the time at work, and it's always usually with customers, and they never get it. Our final submission for this week comes from at XSWhiteT on Twitter. Swifty problems. When you see Swift or Fearless in a book and you have a mini heart attack. <laughs> Doesn't that refer to Swift Anoya? I think so. Yeah. I think it 
I think she's also describing a swift attack. Yeah, both of those. I agree. So, and I just actually understood her Twitter name, X S Extra Small, extra small White Tea. Oh my god! <laughs> now I get I it. I just noticed that. I'm not gonna lie, I got that one a couple of weeks ago. I totally like just didn't like think about it at all. And the extra small white tea tears of the deep pain rabbit on the same track. It's a thug story. Tell me, can you handle that? What? I knit sweaters, yo. <laughs> All right. And dear Belle, don't ever rap again. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry. I apologize to everyone. So now we want to talk about something that's sort of an extension of one of our discussions from a couple episodes ago. We talked about Taylor's relationship with her fans and how that sort of developed and changed over the years. And now we sort of wanted to broaden that topic and talk about, in general, how does social media impact either Taylor or any artist's relationship with their fans? Because I think that's something that has become so important to any artist's popularity. And even as we were talking earlier about the Forbes list, now they don't just base that on income, they base it on your digital presence, too, and just, like, sort of the general public perception of you online. So I think this is something that is really important to Taylor's career and success. I mean, I remember when I was like, okay, I went through this childhood phase, which is most, you know, most most children, like, you know, between the ages of maybe, like, 13 and, you know, five or whatever are into like cartoons or like you know maybe like teeny bopper boy bands or something but i was sort of this weird kid that was kind of obsessed with the late kurt cobain for a while (laughs) and um you know this was like late 90s i guess maybe that i like went through this obsession he died in like the early 90s before i ever you know i was too young to like know about any of that really but by the time i like discovered his music and everything he had passed away but the late 90s like i mean we had the internet but it wasn't nearly like as i guess used in the same way like we would go on the internet to go into like chat rooms and stuff like that like in the 90s so it's like i didn't you know you don't really when you're a fan of anything back in like the 90s and earlier it was more of like the only things you really knew about them at all were, like, things published in magazines or, you know, rarely ever did you ever have an opportunity to meet, like, an artist that you liked or actress that you liked or whatever. Like, you know, you really knew nothing about their personal lives at all. And I think social media has, I mean, well, it has done a lot of good things and basically made opportunities for artists that, like, would have never been discovered if it weren't for the Internet. Like, Justin Bieber started on YouTube. And, you know, a lot of other artists have started on, like, MySpace and stuff like that. I know Lady Antebellum got together because uh, Charles Kelly found, uh, randomly saw Hillary Scott's MySpace and thought she had a cool voice, thought she was quote-unquote hot. You know? Like, literally, this was out of his own mouth. Um, you know, and a lot of bands have discovered each other on the internet. A lot of, you know, um, record labels have discovered artists on the internet. And it's just, like, that has changed the face of, like, that. But in addition to that, I know, like, as a fan, I feel like people have, like, there's a really, there's an upside and a downside to it. Because on one hand, it's created all these opportunities for people to, like, be successful that they would never have had the chance to otherwise, or it just didn't work the same way. Like, you had so much, you know, like, if you didn't have the money to go and to New York and pedal around to record labels, or I don't know, like, there's just a lot of opportunities the internet provides for things like that, that, you know, people wouldn't have those opportunities otherwise but they're also to me comes the point when like i think what i've noticed is that people 
not only it's become a point where people think that they have a right to know people's personal lives and not a privilege. And an extension of that, even people feel like they're entitled to get a tweet or a follow or whatever from their favorite celebrity. Yeah. Yeah. When artists do that, you know, when Justin Bieber or One Direction or anybody, Katy Perry, any popular celebrity does sometimes like follow parties, you see fans like just spamming them for hours even just begging for a follower tweet because they feel like they're entitled to that since that celebrity is accessible to them because back in like the earlier days before so all of these social media sites i feel like the, the your only chance of interaction with an artist unless you happen to meet them by some luck would be to like write a letter to their fan club and maybe you would get an autograph picture in the mail maybe exactly i remember doing that like with people when i was like like back in the 90s artists that i like or something like you'd you'd write them they have a fan mail address and that really now be your only hope to contact it's almost this like crazy competition where you're like quote-unquote competing against millions of other fans trying to get noticed by this artist and then sometimes i see people get frustrated because the person never responds or tweets or follows them but it's like they have 30 million fans or whatever the case may be like you how can you expect that but yet everybody feels like they should be the most important fan to that artist i mean also to continue with that thought and topic like it's not only that but i think people almost feel like they're entitled to like how do i explain this i guess fans like fans that okay there's like somebody that's a fan of an artist and then there's somebody that will go like above and beyond to like help promote that artist but 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 they're doing it on a voluntary basis as a fan they're not like working for the artist but yet i think a lot of people that like go above and beyond like on social networking sites or whatever else get to a point where they feel like they have almost like a right or they're entitled to become that artist's friend like do you know what i'm talking about at all like i just think like in general social media has kind of transformed what we all used to view as privileges into what people now feel is almost their rights. This reminds me of something that I was just reading last night. And this is very unusual. I have never heard of this before, although maybe it's happened before and I haven't heard about it. But Miley Cyrus was saying um, in an interview the other day that she recently just hired one of her fans who had been running a website about her and like helping to promote her online. She got to know her and they had exchanged numbers for whatever reason. And she now has hired her to be her new assistant. Yeah, I heard about that. I think um, Emily, that's a friend of hers. Yeah, and I was reading about the girl, and I guess she's been running, like, what's come to be a pretty successful fan website and helping Miley to break YouTube view records and things like that. And I guess in that situation, Miley Cyrus obviously felt that this is somebody who really understands and supports her, and that's the kind of person she wants working for her. But that's a very rare occurrence, and I don't think that people... I think if you're going to do something like that, run a site or anything to promote an artist, you should be doing it just because you enjoy doing it, not for any, you know, that doesn't give you any sort of rights or privileges. If those things end up happening, then that's great and exciting. But if you're doing it for any other reason than you want to, I don't think that's the right reason. And that most of the time is going to have a backlash it's awesome to do that stuff, especially when we really care about an artist and we're really passionate about their their music and everything. And it's great to do, but it's like, 
like you said, I mean, I've never really heard of that before. Like actually hiring, actually hiring a fan to actually work for you. Like that's something that's new, I guess. Um, but I understand why she would want to do it because I think like, I mean, I would want people on my staff who actually genuinely cared about what I was doing, you know? Like, and so I, I mean, I understand, I understand the motivation behind it. And I'm not, like, I'm not, like, I'm not saying it's, it's bad or wrong at all, but I just think like people shouldn't expect that or assume that they have like a right to that kind of thing. I mean, like, ex- especially with that happening and, you know, a lot of people will start making these pages just so they could, you know, try to get someone's attention and then they would feel horrible when that never happens. It's interesting to me because, as we know, Taylor very rarely will tweet a fan. I mean, maybe like a handful of times a year for no apparent reason she'll do it. But despite her not doing that, she is the she has the sixth highest number of followers on all of Twitter. Yeah. Which I think another reason why she doesn't tweet fans as much is because she values her fans. Right. And, and she doesn't want know. people to be hurt thinking, why Why does everyone else get a tweet and not me or something like that? Exactly. So, yeah, Taylor has, she's the sixth, she's the sixth most followers on all of Twitter. And the people in order who are above her are number one, Justin Bieber. He has 41 million something fans. Lady Gaga, 38 million. Katy Perry, also around 38 million. Barack Obama, 33 million. Rihanna has just over 30 million, and I have a feeling Taylor might get to the number five spot soon because she's very close to 30. And then after her, there's YouTube, 29 million. Britney Spears, 28 million. Justin Timberlake, 22 million. And Instagram, 21 million. And I think it's really funny that Taylor has more followers than Twitter itself. (laughs) Right. I think what's funny to me is, like, that Barack Obama is sandwiched in here with a bunch of celebrities. Because it totally reminds me (laughs) of the movie American Dreams. Did you guys ever see that with Mandy Moore? It was basically, like, a mock um, of American Idol, basically. The movie was, like, mocking American Idol. And, like, they had, like, Dennis Quaid was playing the president. And, like, they had the president come on and judge <laughs> judge the show. Nice. And, like, I don't know. I just think it's funny how they, like, group the president and with a bunch of, like, entertainment celebrities. So, while we're on the topic of how sometimes fans start to view things as a competition and whatnot, I think sometimes, unfortunately, what happens is, as a result of that, fans online are sometimes not so nice to each other. And whatever the reason, whether it's because they are jealous that somebody else got a tweet from an artist or just like whatever the issue may be i think we all can agree that it's important to think about what you're saying online just as you should in real life and not to let your enthusiasm for any celebrity get in the way of being a nice person and there's an artist whose facebook page i follow his name is mika And I don't know really anything about his fan community, but he posted this quote on Facebook the other day addressing some issues, I guess, that have been going on. And I just think that's something really good to share, so I'm going to read it. He said, It has come to my attention over the last few months that some members of my fan community have been behaving badly towards each other. Call it whatever you want, cyberbullying, name-calling, internet harassment, being nasty. I have never and will never agree with this conduct. There's nothing I respect more than my fan club community, both at shows and online. 
I do not condone any act of bullying amongst fans or to members of my team. If you're someone who does that, you're no fan of mine. Therefore, I respectfully ask everyone to be friendly and supportive to one another, and if you can't do that, then please keep your negativity to yourself. I really appreciate my fans and have enjoyed meeting so many amazing people over the years. You make it all worthwhile. Be good to each other. I have an incredible amount of respect for, I don't even know who this artist is, but an incredible amount of respect for the fact that he would come out and actually address that issue and say that. Because I'm sure that, like, it's a tricky issue to address when you are a public figure. You know, I, I don't know. I just I think so many artists would be afraid of like, you know, alienating or exciting people too much by saying something like that. Yeah. And like I said, I have no clue what was going on in his fan community. But yeah, it takes a lot of of wisdom and, and courage to address that issue. It really does. And I I think that like it's the thing that I think is like, I mean, part of the reason or one of the one of the many reasons, one of the countless reasons that like I am a Taylor fan is because I think that she like the message that she gives is, you know, she has been a victim of bullying in the past. You know, she she knows what it's like to be on that end of the stick of things. And I think that like she is the one who tells people it's OK to be different. She's the one who encourages people to stand up for themselves. You know, if they're hurt, then do something about it to make yourself feel better. She writes songs to sort out her feelings and to sort of like give herself a voice, you know? And I think like, I just think, you know, within any fan, within any, any large fan community, whether it's Taylor's or Justin Bieber's, there's always going to be like a group of fans who are the big bullies. I think that's, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know about every fan community because I'm not in every fan community, but you know, I think that's just probably kind of a common online occurrence. And it has kind of goes back to the whole thing about like, people thinking they have a right to know stuff about other people that are on the internet. And like, I just think that, you know, you have to stop and think when you're behaving that way. Like what am I, if I'm, if I'm trying to like support an artist and I'm doing behaving in a, the complete opposite way that their message is like, to me, that seems kind of weird. I don't know. I agree. Like, I just, I feel like it's kind of, it's kind of disrespectful to the artist that you claiming to support. If, you're supporting them and then you're treating other people in a really negative or bullying or whatever you're doing, but you're something not good, you know? And it just, it seems like really like counter, I don't know, like you're sitting there saying, I support this person and everything they're saying, but I'm going to go do the opposite of what they're saying. Hashtag Belle is baffled. <laughs> <laughs> and I think this can go towards like, you know, any fan club being mean or anything to another fan club that's also yeah a problem too i mean you have like because i see that like everywhere when the selena and justin bieber and then harry styles and taylor swift's fans and just all that like you know sure stick up for your the person you like and everything but do it in a more of a discussion manner not being a bully like you can have you know conversations about it and points like and just have it have a like a what are the word what's the word hold on um you know when the polit politics go back and forth a debate it starts with a yes there you go thank you have a debate with you know these people because there is no right and wrong basically in either sense you will point out good th like you know positive things that they're doing the other people might do the same you know 
a deb- a debate is different than you know straight out attacking me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, have a debate, don't attack. There are two things that I've like noticed that I want to bring up. It's like if two celebrities are you know say they were dating and they broke up, or maybe they're just having some kind of like feud or something like that. Um, I've seen fans like tweeting of fans of one celebrity tweeting another celebrity or their fans literally going, why don't you go kill yourself and things like that. And it's like, you might think that it doesn't mean anything because you're like, Oh, it's on the internet and no one's really going to see it. So blah, 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 blah. But you know what? Like people see it, people see it. And whether you like, I think that for some reason people have this idea where like they will say stuff on the internet that they would never say in real life because they feel like they don't have to be held responsible, accountable for it if they say it on the internet. But whether you have to be held accountable for it or not, it's still going to affect a person the same way. Like no one wants to be told to go kill yourself. It's going to make everybody feel crappy. And it's just like you, it's, I think people like tend to not quite understand that they actually are going to affect somebody's feelings over the internet. And I mean, like, there are some tweets of, you know, if I go like, if I go to a Twitter page of like a celebrity I like, and I click on one of their tweets, there's very often times when the first couple of replies are from people saying stuff like, go kill yourself. And I'm like, if she could, go, you know, if an artist can go on their, their page, look at their own tweet, and that, that's the same thing they're going to see too. Like, I don't know about you, but it would make me not want to touch Twitter if I was famous and that was happening to me. I think that sort of goes back to, like, how Taylor says she just doesn't read stuff like that. Exactly. about herself or whatever. I mean, how can you? You you can't. I mean, she, she you know, there's a reason that she's not on Twitter all the time tweeting people, and she just tweets, like, sparingly. She probably doesn't... Why would anybody want to put themselves in the position to look at stuff like that when you know that you can't do anything to stop it? And then, you know, and then there's another side to that, which is um, going back to the fans. It's like... Okay, first of all, an artist is a public person. Like, they're gonna, you know, they voluntarily are a part of a very public life. And I know it's not right, I'm not justifying it, I'm not, I'm not defending it, but people are going to weigh in on what they think of that person that's famous, like, regardless of whether, you know, whatever, like, they're going to weigh in it. There's gonna be opinions out there, there's gonna be articles, there's gonna be whatever, like, positive and negative. However, a fan is not a celebrity. And if you are a fan of somebody, you don't have the right to know things about another fan that they don't volunteer. And I think that, like, sometimes I see that going around in fan communities, too. It's like people tend to weigh in on other fans the same way that they would weigh in on a celebrity. And I feel like, like, I'm not saying it's, again, I'm not saying it's right that people would say negative things to, you know, to a celebrity and everything. That's never okay or right. But I just feel like um, you also have to keep in mind that, like, that person is a public figure. And any individual fan is not. Uh, I guess that just goes, comes back to what I was saying about people on the internet in general feeling like they're more entitled to know things about other people. Then I think, like, I just I just feel like when I was, like, when I was younger and the internet wasn't as widespread, it was... People didn't know anything about you unless you wanted to tell them. You know? And now people like will like stalk somebody's name on Google, and I don't know. I just I feel like it's it's people just seem to have I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Is I'm making any? Am I making any sense, or am I just rambling at this point? No, you are. I just think you have to keep in mind. I mean, the basic, the bottom line of all these all these details is just be respectful. You know, be respectful of the person that you are supporting. Be respectful of your peers. It's not. It shouldn't be rocket science. I mean, I don't think any celebrity is out there encouraging you to be 
to bully anybody or to be rude to people, whether it's fans of somebody that is feuding with your celebrity or another celebrity that you don't like, like whatever the situation is. I don't think any celebrity is going to go, is going to cheer you on for being mean to somebody. I don't see that happening. No, definitely not. Yeah, I just think that if you are out there, you know, you know, there's there's your average fan, you know, that just goes and supports an artist, and then there's somebody that say runs a fan site or does something, I don't know, does something in the fan community for an artist, and it's like even you even you even have more of a responsibility if you if you're choosing to do things like that to be respectful to both other artists and other fans, because I mean, in any way, I don't know, I just I feel like setting an example. Like, the artist sets an example about, you know, how, how they are. Taylor, I think, is very, is a very, very example setting person. You know, she is very opinionated. She's a very strong person. She, she is also incredibly kind and incredibly accepting. And I just think, like, if, you know, that's the example that she sets for us. So that's the example that we should be setting for each other. Definitely important for everybody to keep in mind. So we hope you enjoyed this discussion. And if you have any thoughts about what we said, feel free, of course, as always, to tell us. Yeah, we definitely want to hear, like, you know, your insights and opinions on all this. If you want to expand on something that we said or if you have something we didn't think about, then, like, please, by all means, contact us and let us know. Because I think this is a sort of a topic that we all feel kind of passionately about as Taylor fans. So, moving on from that uh, intense topic, we have some fan projects we want to talk to you guys about. The first one, and I'm sorry if you're so bored of hearing from me about this, but I keep having exciting new updates about my Dreaming in Red ticket giveaway contest. So, if you may remember, a week or two ago, I said a huge shout out to a guy, Swifty Nate, who donated a ticket after he heard about this project on the show. And now I've gotten another listener willing to help, which is awesome. Uh, we got an email yesterday from a listener named Linda wanting to help contribute a pair of tickets to a show that I wanted to send a deserving fan to. So hi, Linda, and thank you. I really appreciate it. And I was sort of going back through my emails from people asking for various tickets, and I think we're going to be sending some people to a show. Well, we are, but I don't want to say who or what show because the person who nominated them wants to surprise them with the tickets. I have no idea if they listen to the show, but I'm just going to leave it at that until until they actually get them. But this is just, it amazes me every time somebody comes on board to help. This is now the seventh person that I've been able to give tickets to through, in total, I've sent seven people to shows, and some of them were totally I paid for, but many of them people have helped, and I appreciate it so much. So we got a tweet from a uh, Twitter called Hearts Up for Ronin asking us to talk about their project. So I'm just going to kind of read what they sent us because I think it's pretty awesome verbatim, and uh, it's a really, really great idea. We want to make sure that the little boy who touched the hearts of millions, Ronan Thompson, is never forgotten. Our little army guy... Ronan touched the lives of many others, including Taylor Swift, and he will will always be remembered. We want to make a huge impact, and we want to make this happen at a massive Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Uh, Taylor became the first female artist to completely sell out the stadium, and it holds a special place in her heart. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, we we both we will both be attending the show along with sixty thousand other people. That's a huge stadium. Wow. <laughs> and uh, what if all of these people came together and held up sixty thousand hearts for Ronan? 
If you are attending the show at Gillette Stadium on July 27th, 2013, uh, print out print out this heart and bring it to a show. And then they link us to like a picture of, you know, a heart for Ronan. And I'm not like, um, oh, hold on. Yeah. That's the easy part. The only way this project will be successful is if we can spread this to as many people as possible. We need your help to do this. So if you could spread this around to as many people as you can, this would make it a lot easier. Um, at the show, when Taylor performs all too well, everyone's going to hold up their hearts for Ronan for the entire song. He'll be watching from the best seat in the house. Okay, that makes me really sad. And Taylor will see 60,000 hearts up for her little army guy. If you are not attending the show, you can still participate. Help trend Hearts Up Veronians, spread the word, and on July 27th, send us a picture of your heart at home. Imagine Taylor's reaction and how much this would mean to her that we're keeping his memory going. And imagine Mama Maya's face when she sees the pictures of us keeping her little boy in our hearts forever. Please help make this happen. If you have any questions or if you're not aware of Ronan and his story, please contact us on our Twitter account, Hearts Up Veronian, and we'll fill you in. Thank you for reading this. We knew we could count on you. So they also made a YouTube of the project. So we're going to link um, on our website uh, the YouTube for the project and also the link to the, the heart that you can print out if you're going to the Gillette show or if you know somebody that's going to, to the Gillette show. Please spread this word and please, you know, help get the word out for this. This is, I think, a really, really not only a cool project, but just something that would be incredibly meaningful to both Taylor and Mama Maya. And I think that it's really, really cool. And you guys should absolutely do everything that you can to make this happen. And our next one is another really heartfelt um, project that Swifties have created. It's called the Swiftie Helpline. Um, and the purpose of this project is to provide a place where other Swifties can turn to and have someone to talk to no matter what is going on in, in your life. The owner, Beth, says that over the past couple of weeks on her timeline, she's been seeing so many inspirational stories about how Taylor has saved people from ending it. And and she's also seen a lot of unhappy endings. So she wanted to help people who are thinking about basically suicide or harming themselves or anything that they um, are going on in their lives that they have someone, you know, someone, another Swifty that they can, t can turn to and, you know, not judge them or just help. Just, like, listen and talk to. And... Um, you can reach the Swifty Helpline at Swifty Helpline, or you can email them at Swifty Helpline at gmail.com. That's so nice of them to do. That is really, really nice. And I love, and I love how they said that, you know, they're not going to judge you. That's incredibly, incredibly important, I think. It's like, I know personally, like when I have, whenever I have problems or something going on, like it helps to talk to my friends but I know that there's also certain things that like you sometimes you just need a clean slate to listen to you you know a non-judgmental somebody that doesn't know you doesn't have any preconceived notions of anything and I think just offering that to people is is important our next and final fan project for this week is from the account at Tay Long Live on Twitter and she wants to make a video a music video for Starlight where basically she wants participants to tweet her if they want to be part of this video and she will assign you a lyric and then you can write it down on paper and decorate it however you want and then send a picture of yourself holding up the lyric and she also needs some people to send pictures of themselves doing hand hearts or possibly both things 
but she needs to know as soon as possible who wants to participate so she can make the video. And the pictures are going to be due by July 13th. So please tweet her at, at Tay Long Live on Twitter and let her know if you want to be part of this. And sounds like it should be a really cool video. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, that'll be really, really cute. I love lyric videos like that. That's where like a bunch of people are. Me too. And I collaborate together. I wish Starlight would have an actual video, but sadly, I don't think that might ever happen. Oh, that'd be amazing. And don't forget all the projects that we've mentioned on the past 11 now episodes are still on our website at swiftcast13.com under our fan projects tab. And those are all the ones that are previously still going on. All the ones that have ended, we've taken down. So, on to another fun segment, our Taylor Dictionary. I like this segment. I think it's really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this, week's, uh, this week's word was submitted by 13 underscore fan underscore 13 on Twitter. Hi, thank you. And uh, this one is TLTD, or to uh, give a better description, it's Taylor's lack of tweets depression. <laughs> We're starting to have a lot of psychological disorders, aren't we? We are. Yes, we are. We are. It's happening. Uh, basically, it's just feeling, the definition is feeling depressed because Taylor hasn't tweeted. I, I, I feel like it's sort of like an, almost like an unconscious truth, though, because like, we're like, la 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 la, going on in daily lives, and then Taylor tweets and everybody freaks out. Oh my god, Taylor tweeted! It's like a shot of endorphins. It is, and then, you know, she doesn't tweet for a while, and you're like, aww. What's Taylor doing? Or, like, she'll go on tweet sprees while she, she'll tweet, like, like every day or every other day for a little while if something big's happening, and then nothing. And you're like, what happened? What happened, Taylor? I gotta love it. So thank you for that submission. And if you want to submit and or get in touch with us, we have a lot of ways to do so. And a lot of things you can actually talk to us so you can submit mini segments or discussion points or about your fan project. Just basically anything we like to hear we from love you. Hearing from you. You're yes, our favorite people. Do. So you can get a hold of us a couple a thousand different ways, I feel like. Um, Twitter at Swiftcast13, Facebook.com slash Swiftcast13. Taylor connect us at Swiftcast13, which is awesome. Um, swiftcast13 at gmail.com if you just want to email us directly or you can email us from our contact form on our website at swiftcast13.com we have our tumblr ask so it's swiftcast13.tumblr.com backslash ask and our wordpress which is swiftcast13.wordpress.com yay we seem to we seem to be getting adding something a lot every time. <laughs> yeah, we do. That's because we like you guys. And um, now some giveaway news, which is always exciting. As we mentioned last week, we have an iTunes giveaway going on right now. If you leave us a, um, a rating, a five-star rating on iTunes, along with a review telling us what you think of the show, you will be entered to win a package of red guitar picks and a red sticker. And right now we, I think, have like 28 reviews. And when we get to 50 reviews, we're going to randomly pick a winner from all of those. So keep leaving them for us. And it's made us really happy reading the ones that you've left so far. And the good thing is that the more ratings and reviews that we get, the easier it is for other Swifties to find us. 
Oh, one thing we forgot to mention when it comes to iTunes, too, is that um, we were recently just featured on the new and noteworthy podcast list on iTunes. Yay! That was awesome. I was so excited. Really awesome. I meant to say that with the, or add that into the intro, but we forgot, so we'll say it now. So I just wanted to say thank you to you guys for that. That means a lot to us that you're downloading and listening to our show and leaving reviews, and that, like, that's really, really cool, because... We work hard on the show and really, really, we really love doing it. And it just, it means a lot to us that you guys are liking it too. So thank you, you guys. And thank you, iTunes. Yay. <laughs> uh, we also wanted to remind you that we do Twitter giveaways every month during the week of the 13th. And uh, we also play random Taylor trivia, trivia giveaway games on our Twitter. Like if we just happen to be bored one day, we'll just get on the Twitter and do a giveaway. And basically we just uh, ask a series of questions and they're each worth a certain amount of points. And usually whoever gets to 13 points first wins an actual prize. Um, something that we're, you know, mailing to you. So um, make sure that you're following us on Twitter at SwiftCast13. And so you'll be around for not only our monthly giveaways, but also just our random trivia giveaways, which are kind of fun. I think we've gotten a kind of to a point where we really enjoy doing them. So yeah, get on the tweeter and get on the press tweeter. that follow button. <laughs> get on the tweeter. Get on the tweeter. Anyways, in addition to pressing that follow up button, you should press that like button on Facebook and be automatically entered on future Facebook contest giveaways and things of that nature. Plus, it's just another good way to keep so- in touch with us. So I think that's finally come to the conclusion of our episode 12. Which means that the next episode we'll have after this is our episode 13, and we have some really cool surprises for that. But yes, yeah, it's going to be very exciting. So this has been Haley, Ashley, and Belle. Giving you lots of love. Love, love, love. Love, love, love. All right, you guys have a good week, and we'll see you for episode 13, and we're excited. Yay. Yay. Bye. Bye. We are in no way directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.